Welcome to CMMS Radio, a podcast, blog site, and general resource for all things CMMS from selection to implementation to help you make better choices, learn from industry experts, and have a successful CMMS journey. I'm your host, Greg, and I've spent several years in the CMMS industry, helped lots of clients, and I want to help you when it comes to CMMS, why you need one, and how to get the most ROI and benefit from a CMMS platform. We'll bring in experts along the way to help all of us learn more about CMMS, facilities operations, and the like. If you need help with a CMMS project, send a message at cmmsradio.com. Just use the What's On Your Mind link. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. In this episode, we discuss how a simple work order process creates efficiency. Notice that I said a simple work order process. That's important, and I'll tell you why right now. If you do not have a work order process in place, that is where you often start with a simple system or process, because that is the tolerance we're often going to see in the CMMS, facilities, maintenance and management and related industries when it comes to your user group, when it comes to user adoption. You can sometimes get a good launch with something advanced or complex or maybe something in between. And we're going to keep it simple for this episode. The basic work order process, going from paper to digital, for example, is really like old school methodologies being modernized. So over the years, you've got your paper hard copy work orders, you've got work orders in uh, triplicate forms, and you're leaning on systems you might have already had in place. Maybe it's your bidding system or your accounting system to track some of these things. It all really in the beginning in the early days, at least for me, started with work orders being created manually. Then we went to a data processor or even a typewriter. Those triplicate forms that I mentioned, email then came into play and we started using emails to track requests. And then the systems that we already had were being leaned on. Ultimately, what we ended up doing is moving towards web enabling that entire process. Now we land on work order management systems. It's super straightforward, nothing crazy or complex, but we web enabled those processes that were already working for us when I was in the facilities management and maintenance industry. Then it led to the existence of ASPs, then uh, software as a service, and that's where we're at today pretty much. There is a lot to that, but we're going to keep it right there on work order management only. What those systems do is create a digital footprint and collaborative impacts that simply improve what everyone is trying to do with those other methodologies. What you're doing is taking what you're already good at, you're web enabling it so you can get things streamlined and get yourself moving faster. And what's happening is you're saving minutes and hours that really start to add up because you have higher throughput that's where you start to gain the ROI and the efficiency from having just a simple work order process or simple work order system in place. So that's an important aspect of CMMS. But again, we're keeping this episode focused on work order management only. There's some basic things that you want to have at a minimum when you're selecting and implementing a work order management system. You need to create and receive work requests that you manage and assign to your maintenance team, among others, and to your vendor network. That way you can instantly drive this value through the time savings and the improved communication. 
And you can do that at speed or near speed. And the benefits of that are really, again, about the improved communication, reducing phone calls, and keeping people moving faster. Keep in mind, part of that is going to be having a system that allows you to receive requests from tenants, clients, or employees and run those through an approval and an assignment process to include both internal and external players to track, manage, and complete all of the work that you have to do. Another thing that I think is important to your basic work order process or system is allowing vendors and requesters to be included because they're a critical part of your maintenance process and we can get some of those efficiencies quickly with that improved communication and better delivery for those requesters like the tenants, the customers, or the employees. And your vendors using a system with you, being able to receive your requests and interact and let you know when they're going to get done or that they are in fact done is just going to improve that whole process. The requesters will get what they requested sooner and they will be happier. The vendor can take action sooner, less phone calls, they'll be happier, and then you will be happy because your vendor's coming through for you or your in-house maintenance team is coming through for you and satisfying your client, whether it's the tenant, the customer, or the employee. Those are all going to drive efficiency and good results when it comes to everyone being happy. Another thing you want to make sure you have in place is some form of audit trail tracking or accountability so that we really know what happened every step of the way through the process. Work order comes in from who, where, who approved it, who did they assign it to, when did that person open it, start working on it, and get it completed. Now, a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, you've got the real story on what happened with that work order, amongst others. Another thing that's important, especially nowadays, it's 2022, mobile, in my opinion, is a definite need. You should have that. You can wait until you have the basic system deployed, which should not take very long, by the way. Uh, seriously, it should be a fast and easy process in most instances, unless you're dealing with a system that's just overly complex. I encourage you to get the mobile option in place now because a lot of your employees, they're very mobile centric when it comes to how they work. So if you can't get a mobile app for the system you're implementing, get at least a mobile-friendly web version. That way you can keep people on the go. There is a ton of efficiency waiting there for you. It's so convenient. It's going to make a big difference, a big impact across the team and the organization. Another thing that you need is data tracking and organization. You need the right data points that you are already tracking unless your consultant or someone internally finds support for dropping some of those process steps or combining them. And you also need data points for the newly discovered blind spots. So as you're assessing and deciding that you need to implement work order management or a full-blown CMMS for that matter, you need to look for the opportunities, the business opportunities. Those are your new blind spots that you're going to fix. You need very organized screens to show your work orders in a clean, manageable, and sortable list. Visual elements are going to be important for the C-suite. And in my opinion, those are a must-have. But you might find something out there with a lot of other 
good things in it that really fit your needs and you end up having to export some reports or build out your own kind of a dashboard of sorts for the C-suite. If that's the case, it's okay. Really what we're looking for is that primary functionality to drive your efficiencies and if there are some tools within the system to present visual elements for the C-suite, you're good to go. If not, export some reports and design that. Maybe put it on a weekly cadence, something that's going to be meaningful for the C-suite. They definitely need to keep an eye on things, and you want to empower them as well when you're implementing this system. Overall, I think you need a system that already has these dashboard elements. There is no reason to really do without those nowadays, so I'd lean towards getting existing systems that have dashboard elements and visual elements for the C-suite. Here's another one, and that's usability. Your system should be easy to use. It should be very straightforward or simple. That doesn't mean it won't be sophisticated and have behind-the-scenes robustness. When I talk about usability, you want intuitiveness, very straightforward access to the system, and it's pretty easy to understand how to create, how to update, and how to close out something. Part of usability includes getting support and guidance from your vendor. There must be a process in place for you to get support, to get help, training materials, videos, blogs, a user guide, anything like that. I am in support of any or all of these, provided that they do one thing. They have to empower you, the user, the client, to set up, configure, and implement the system properly and easily without very much fuss. Your time and existing operational processes are a priority. That's the day-to-day -day business that you're running already. So whatever system you select should not be disruptive. It should be pretty quick to deploy, pretty easy to understand, with the right support materials and process in place to really drive your success using the platform. If you're working with a vendor that doesn't give you any of those tools and the system's just not that easy to figure out on your own, then you have to rethink that and maybe go to something else. Again, implementing a system like this should not and does not have to be disruptive to anything that you're already doing. It's really not that difficult. If you're already in that scenario where you're struggling to deploy a system you already bought, just slow down, assess, and learn, and then adapt. Because if you've already committed to a system, you need to at least do that instead of scrapping the project. And if you're not quite sure how to do that, reach out to some kind of a consultant, whether they're a CMMS consultant or a facilities management consultant, anybody like that, maybe even somebody that you know that's just going to help you out and give you some pointers. It's worth spending that time so that you don't have to scrap that project unnecessarily. Again, that's if you're using a system that's not quite delivering for you, there's, there's certainly a way to find some value there until you can look for something else or maybe even get that system you have working properly. And don't be afraid to lean on the vendor that's providing it. I think in most cases, they really do want to help you. And if you let them know that you're struggling, they will offer you some kind of help. Here's another thing to consider, backups, security, all those things. You have to cover the minimums that you're organization requires from a security perspective. I believe many of the systems out there can meet the task of providing you with their disaster recovery plan, how often they do backups, what they have in the way of failovers, which is part of disaster recovery or business continuity. But ask them for some information on that. And typically they're going to give you at least 
how that is set up. They might not give you the behind the scenes information. That's a bit proprietary to how they're operating their business. But most of these providers out there have something in place that will give you peace of mind. And make sure you can get a copy of your data. That's not that hard to do. It's not an impact to them. If the vendor doesn't allow you to get access to your data at all times, then again, that's that's worth considering another vendor because if they're not opening up that access, what they're trying to do is make their system more sticky, which is fine for their business goals, but it doesn't necessarily meet yours, right? And I'm, I'm interested in the customer thriving and the vendors that provide their systems thriving as a result of their customers thriving. I think that's the only way to do it. Now, once you've gotten to this point, you've picked out a system, you're getting ready to implement it. And again, we're talking about implementing a basic work order management process or system, you really need a good plan for the deployment and a solid way to engage your users to drive adoption. So you want to spend a little bit of time thinking about this because you need to do it as soon as you can. Once you've gotten a system, you want to start getting those users into the platform, really getting bought in and understanding it. That's going to develop your consistency. So you have to introduce promote and use the system that you have. Encourage people. You bought it. You're in charge of it. Teach everyone how to use it, thereby empowering them, and you'll get way more buy-in. So keep that in mind. So really, these maintenance efficiencies, these efficiencies that you're going to get by implementing a basic work order process, a basic work order management system, is going to come in the form of getting the information you need quicker with less steps, less lag, allowing quicker response, better organization, and higher output through better visibility. The minutes and hours add up quickly if you're unorganized and disconnected. You probably already know that. A simple work order system or process can push your throughput higher with improved quality because you are not really sacrificing anything. You're streamlining the process that you already have. Maintenance teams already know what they need to do. This helps them to easily stay organized, they can communicate better, and they can document their completions. They're no longer wondering what to do next. They're going to understand how to stay on task because the system is supplementing what they're already good at. It's just enhancing it. They do what they've always done, but now they do it better, faster, and ideally on time. It's going to help them too. So this is one of the hidden benefits of having a nice basic work order management system in place is your team members are getting more done, but they're getting out of work on time. That's a hidden currency or an alternate currency for them. More family time or whatever it is they like to do with their personal time. It definitely keeps them on task, getting more done, making them look good. And that's what everybody wants. Now, here's another efficiency you get through visibility and accountability, and that is less micromanaging behaviors because the info about who, what, why, when, and where is all there at their fingertips. Identifying poorly designed schedules and work items is going to be another one, another area where you can find some gold, so to speak, by getting things standardized and comprehensive. We hear about things like SOPs, and this is a great way to put that in place, it's in a sense automated. Now, another thing that you get to do once you've got work order management in place like this, you can look for common complaints or work request service types that are recurring too often. 
you can identify different constraints or bottlenecks within your process. Here's another, having ad hoc data to assess, find the realized improvements, isolate bottlenecks and break them so you can continue to learn and adapt. Hopefully this was a good episode for you. I hope this episode was helpful. We plan to do more episodes like this in the future, so stay tuned for future episodes. If you need a co-pilot on your CMMS project, consider a CMMS consultant to help guide you and keep listening to CMMS radio. Please send us some feedback to suggest a topic or ask a question. If you have a CMMS story, please send that to us. Just leave out the names. Visit cmmsradio.com to submit your topic using the What's On Your Mind link. And thank you for tuning in to CMMS Radio, your resource for all things CMMS, from selection to implementation to help you make better choices, learn from industry experts, and have a successful CMMS journey.